Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. There it is, 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. We'll get to some text coming up about 150 on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. We will head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Our NHL insider is John Shannon. John, how are you? Great, Bob. You? Good. Uh, we had Ken Holland on yesterday. Did uh, you and Bob uh, McCown have him on today? Yes, it's up uh, on uh, the podcast now. So it's uh, a half-hour uh, session with uh, the general manager of the Oilers talking about uh, lots of different things. Give me your assessment on the Oilers' body of work. Work in progress, uh, and under under the uh, under the concerns of the cleft bomb injury, uh, under a flat cap, uh, I think that you have to look positively at the tourist deal. Uh, I think you have to look positively at a healthy uh, Jesse Puljujarvi coming back. Um, but I think that Kenny's always trying to find ways to improve the team, even now. Although he says he thinks he's done at this point. Uh, but if you consider that we still have three months before a season starts, I mean, nothing nothing of change would surprise me in the next 90 days. Yeah, you stated, uh, I think last week, what did you say, February 1st at the earliest? Well, I mean, Gary's talking Jan 1, but the owners have pushed back some publicly. Guys like Bill Foley have said Feb 1. Eugene uh, uh, Melnick has talked step one, so uh, I, I think owners who want to be able to put people in seats uh, to some percentage are looking at uh, Feb 1 rather than Jan 1. Yeah, I don't know if you saw a report today. It sounded like uh, Melnick had a 6,000-seat scenario at 40% capacity in Ottawa that he was looking to get pushed through. So that well, was... here, here's, here's the thing. Um, every team in the last... Uh, well, since the pause started, have done some analysis of social distancing within seats. Uh, at one point, it was 2,500 people that they could fit in. Uh, there is a little more liberal d- design in a few of the arenas that have it up to 6,000 people. 
The NFL is at uh, 17%, I believe. Some uh, baseball was at 25%. Everybody's looking very closely at what uh, both the NFL and what Major League Baseball have are doing uh, with their playoffs. I think there's 11,000 people going to be allowed into the World Series. Uh, so the, we're all looking at uh, at those numbers, and Eugene's number is 6,000 at Canadian Tire Center, uh, which seats 20,000 people. So that's but there's no guarantee of that. That's Eugene Melnick on the back of a piece of paper, uh, <laughs> sitting in, uh, in in Barbados, trying to trying to make sure that his team can uh, can improve and have people in the seats where he says he can break even at 6,000 people. Yeah, we're joined right now by our NHL insider John Shannon. So just circling back to the Oilers here, uh, it, you know Mike Smith. I'll ask you this. I mean, you know that the Oilers were in on Jacob Markstrom six times six. That term length for me a little bit. Well, it's, you know, I, you can make an argument that history has shown maybe the Oilers dodged the bullet there. Give me your take. Well, I, I mean, I wonder now in this day and age, um, have we come to the point where uh, long-term deals, uh, even though it's been forced on, on the system now, long-term deals are going to become a lot rarer. Um, and, and perhaps it's COVID, perhaps it's ownership that are saying, hey, listen, we don't want to be committed that long. The amount of contracts that are three years or less that have been signed, I think, is in the 90th percentile. Uh, so the, the, the four-year, the six-year deals, I mean, I, I think they're going by the way of the dodo bird, and I think that that, is, and that that might be the case with a guy like Markstrom. When you know darn well, Bob, that uh, goaltenders are going to become available a lot over the next few years, and goaltenders are going to be seasoned and probably professionals by the time they're 25, 26 years old, which, you know, is exactly what Markstrom became. It took him a long time to get to this level. I think that, you know, six or seven years, and I believe the Euler offer was a seven-year deal, uh, I believe it was just too darn long to be palatable. And it, it, I think the one thing managers are learning, and it's taken a long time with the cap, and the flat cap forced it, is that if you give away term, you handcuff yourself somewhere else. And so perhaps you're right in them dodging a bullet. A uh, lot of short-term deals for the Oilers. Tyson Berry, basically, I mean, there are some people that believe that he might have been offered as much as six by one of the Southern California teams. Um, definitely maybe five in Vancouver. $3.75 million on a one-year deal. That's a pretty team-friendly deal. Do you not agree, John? Oh, I think it's a great deal for both sides. I think Tyson can reinvent himself because, uh, let's face it, he comes out of Toronto being a little damaged good. But we all know what he can do. Uh, you know, every team, you know, in watching the return to play bubble in bo on both sides, you learn the value of puck-moving defensemen. And that's exactly what Tyson Berry is. And if he can improve on the defensive side of the puck in the one year, then he's going to increase his value, not necessarily just for the Oilers, but for the, any team that wants to take a kick at the can after next season. It's interesting you mentioned about the situation in Toronto. Uh, and I'll give you a scenario. Like Dave Semenko, when he played for the Oilers, he was considered one of the top three heavyweights uh, in the NHL and a great protector of Wayne Gretzky. He goes to Toronto at the end of his career. Maple Leafs fans would have a different perspective of Dave than Oilers fans would. And I'd, I'd sort of 
illustrate that another way. People in Boston talk differently about Andrew Ference's playing ability or Milan Lucic's playing ability than fans in Edmonton would. The Oilers did not see... I mean, Andrew Ference was a 4-5 defenseman for Boston and maybe was being asked to do too much at Edmonton. But the Oilers also got him at 33. And so, I mean, yep. he played he played six games in the final two years of a four-year deal. Uh, Milan Lucic, when he was with the Boston Bruins, was one of the most intimidating power forwards in the NHL. And that... You know, his ability to score, make plays, obviously dropped off about a year and a half. And I just, when I, when I hear this stuff about Tyson Berry, especially from a lot of the, the pundits in Toronto, I think they're looking at it kind of from a Toronto-centric perspective. And I don't want to be a hypocrite because I look at Ference's time at Edmonton as an oiler. I don't think of him as a, a decent defenseman with the Boston Bruins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, you, you know, the the, the thing is, um, you know, Toronto is one of those places that a player is either 20% better or 20% worse than they truly are. Uh, Tyson Tyson Berry uh, became evaluated at 20% worse than he really is. Uh, and then there are players that are, you know, in bottom six forwards that are always viewed as 20% better than they truly are anywhere else. And they Tied. play here. Tied it's only. very difficult. It's very Tied. difficult to measure. And, and I mean, when you, when you look at a guy like Milan, who, you know, rightly or wrongly, um, you know, by the time he got to Edmonton, um, it was no mystery what kind of player he was. The last year and a half in Boston, he wasn't very good. And the year in Los Angeles, he wasn't very good. Um, so that's that becomes, and you know what, Bob? This becomes the value of pro scouting. Uh, we don't we don't hear and talk very much about pro scouting, and organizations need to spend more time. And I'm talking about everybody, making sure that they evaluate every player in the National Hockey League every game, every day just in case they get in a scenario that they can acquire the player. And that's something I think that has gone by the way of, uh, uh, of, of evolution too, simply because people watch games on TV, but they don't respect the eyeballs of scouts in the building. What are your thoughts? All right, so I'm going to bring you a different type of player that could potentially be out there. I'm not sure how it's going to get resolved with Brendan Gallagher in Montreal. They've signed to Foley four-year deal. They did a seven-year extension on a guy that scored one goal last year. And I love that player. You know that. I've always liked Josh Anderson. But Brendan Gallagher has been the lifeblood of the Canadians in many ways for the last several years, at least up front. At least up front. Is he a player that you would be concerned about giving a long-term deal to? No. No? And I'm not concerned. I'm not, and no. And I'm not concerned about Montreal either. Simply because, listen, I, I've been giggling on this one for the last day and a half. Um, part of the cycle of life in hockey is that agents drop information to create news and energy. And that's exactly what's happened with Brendan Gallagher in the last 48 hours. You know, Brendan Gallagher has another year at 275. Brendan Gallagher has a year to resolve his scenario and his situation in Montreal. We're in no hurry to do it right now. You know, I mean, the reality is, is since Gallagher signed that deal, the economics of hockey have changed. 
If Gallagher had been a free agent this summer, he would have gotten a very nice deal on the open market, if not in Montreal. Right now, because of the way it works, Josh Anderson had a, an opportunity to have a new contract. He got a new deal. Tyler Toffoli got a free agent deal. And right now, Brendan Gallagher's under a, uh, under and living with a contract that he signed, what, five years ago uh, that pays him, you know, less than either of those guys. At a certain point, he will get what he's due, whether it be in Montreal or whether it be somewhere else. Taylor Hall's decision to Buffalo, your thoughts? Well, it's funny. I, I wondered what Buffalo was going to do because they, they had to do something to be constructive. Uh, again, like the Tyson Berry contract, I think Taylor's got to prove that he can play with an elite center, uh, and it's a win-win. I think it's a win for, for Taylor to play with Jack Eichel, and I think in the short term it's a win for Buffalo because if Taylor Hall can get back to the point where he was in New Jersey when he won the Hart Trophy, then they have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm not sure they will make the playoffs because the Atlantic Division, if it, it remains intact, uh, is so difficult right now. But it's a win-win. Yeah, the question in Buffalo is who's their goalie. Some might say, well, Stoffer, you got the same question in Edmonton. But Koskinen had a pretty good save percentage last year. We're joined by our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, Alex Petrangelo, Vegas. Vegas is in everything, aren't they? Well, they've got an owner that wants to win now. And, uh, uh, you know, what Kelly and George are doing there is trying to satisfy what Bill Foley wants to be a championship team. Uh, and last year he wanted uh, Mark Stone and he wanted Max Pacioretty and he got him. Uh, you know, and, and what he does, what, it, what happens there though, uh, Bob, is it becomes at the expense of some really good players. You know, the, Alex Petrangelo is a great player. I'd love to have him on my team any day and they're going to love him in Vegas. But it's at the expense of Nate Schmidt who has been there since day one and done a marvelous job. He was my favorite defenseman on that hockey club from the first day. He did everything with them. He didn't do it with much bravado. He could be a puck-moving guy. He could be in front of the net. He logged most minutes than any other defenseman on the team most of the time. And what did he get for it? He got traded because the owner wanted to make sure that they got a chance at Petrangelo. That's that's the reality of uh, you know an aggressive owner, a flat cap, uh, and, and a hard cap and, and a, in a COVID world. So it's unfortunate for Nate Schmidt, uh, but it's great for Alex Petrangelo. Uh, just to wrap up, John, now, I, I, I'm sensing you're driving right now. You're not going into Detroit, are you? Oh, no, we've done all of our stuff for Detroit. Okay, so this, but there is, is there not an event that's tied to Ken Daniels and the passing of his son that you're involved with? But it was all virtual, and we've been shooting it and working with it, producing it for the last 30 days, Bob. So uh, thank you for mentioning it. It's uh, jamiedanielsfoundation.org. Yep. You can watch it anywhere in North America. It's a 90-minute roast of Scotty Bowman, which we taped on September the 14th, that part. And then we taped uh, a ton more links with uh, Dave Hodge as the host. Uh, on the 24th of September, and it's, it was finished being packaged yesterday. Uh, so uh, it's to raise money and awareness of uh, of uh, the issue. Uh, Jamie Daniels, Ken's son, passed away of a drug overdose after uh, after being uh, prescribed the in incorrect medicine by uh, what I would describe as cro crooked doctors. Yep. I don't want to get sued, but they were allegedly crooked doctors. 
Uh, and uh, Ken has done a marvelous job in creating awareness uh, for this issue, and uh, the show goes tonight to raise money for that cause. JamieDanielsFoundation.org. Ken, uh, many would remember, was a one time a hockey night in Canada, play by play voice. He's been at the Red Wings organization for uh, a couple uh, uh, decades and a uh, real terrific guy. It's great that you're involved with that, John. Well, it's uh, Kenny and I go back to those days. I, uh, I hired Kenny to work at hockey night. Uh, I signed him to a, a new three year deal the day before he accepted the Fox deal in Detroit. And I said, you better take it because it's twice as much money, Kenny. Uh, and we'll work at some point together again. And uh, we finally got to work together on this dinner package. Awesome stuff, John. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. And thanks for mentioning the Ken Daniel situation. You bet. That is John Shannon, our NHL insider at 148 in Edmonton. And obviously, uh, you know, we're living in very challenging times, obviously, with COVID-19. And we get updates daily. Uh, on the totals of how many new cases there are in Edmonton or how many there are in Alberta. Sometimes they don't seem to mention the amount of tests that are actually going on and how many more tests are being done maybe now than, say, three months ago. But we should never lose sight of the other challenges that we have out there in society, like mental health. Um, like drug overdoses uh it's you know I, I think there's a lot of people as the older you get the uh the older you get the more you realize the less you know and uh i think for many out there the older you get the more empathy you have you never quite know what people are going through we're going to blast through some text on our ashley fine floors text line when we return on Oilers now hi this is jajar kara from your edmonton oilers and you're listening to oilers now with bob stoffer on 630 chad you know there are some out there that believe jajar kara should be the oilers fourth line center start of this year and others that believe that should be gaytan haas the Oilers obviously have kyle turris as their third line center it's an interesting discussion there's an old saying in the car business that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. And now 0% financing is back at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Come down and see the deals in 2020 F-150s, Escapes, Mustangs, and more. Plus, get a trade-in bonus for at least $1,000 when you swap out your 2016 model or older. Go visit Uncle Mill, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin or go online at brentridge.com. And we'll also uh, tell you at this time, Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza has curbside pickup and takeout options. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. This old school big boy pizza. None of that thin stuff. All right. So uh, have at her. Stop for a recommendation. I have two. Mediterranean chicken, meat lovers. Never go wrong at Royal Pizza. To this day in Oilers history, we've already mentioned it back in the 630 Jet Studios, Brendan Escott. In 1979, after registering an assist earlier in the game, Wayne Gretzky scores his first NHL goal, tying the game against the Vancouver Canucks at four with a minute and nine seconds left in regulation. And at that time, the game did finish as a tie. To the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780 Mitch in the Greater says, Bob, I love Brendan Gallagher as a player 
there, but think he's only played about a full season in two of the last five seasons. The style of play would concern me in offering a, a long-term deal to, uh, and he adds, as mentioned, the Gregor, let's get Nuge signed first. Well, if you read between the lines of what Ken Holland said yesterday, um, I think the next, the orders basically have two priorities at this stage. One is, <laughs> I, they're, I think they're, pretty clear that they're likely working on a Nugent Hopkins extension. Um, the other priority might have something to do with a text that AJ sent in. Bob, still think the Oilers will bring in an experienced, cheap, left-shot D-man to fill out the roster. Would Delzato make sense? Puck mover and cheap AJ. Actually, AJ, I would target a right-shot defenseman, uh, potentially one that could play in the minors and would not count as an AHL veteran but a guy that has played a fair amount in the National Hockey League, potentially a guy that you would sign on a two-year deal that you could expose uh, for the Seattle expansion draft. As it stands right now, I have Caleb Jones being protected by Edmonton. We know Nurse and Bear are going to be protected. Some would say you protect Clefbaum. Uh, you've got three f- defensemen with expiring contracts, Chris Russell, Adam Larson, Tyson Berry. I got a lot of time for where Caleb Jones is going to go. Again, you can text us 780 496 0063. Gary says, Bob, you and Danielle Smith should team up uh, Alberta wide for the 9 to 12 morning show. Love your straight talk uh, and views on everything. Keep it up. I kind of like doing what I'm doing for what it's worth. Appreciate the context of what you're saying, Gary. It's uh, challenging. When it comes to Paul, like, it's almost like you're not allowed to kind of be in a middle zone. You know what I mean? You either have to be far left or far right. What if you're fairly centrist on a bunch of things and have empathy for causes on both sides? You know, like maybe you're into fiscal responsibility, but you're socially liberal on some issues. And that just tends to get everybody all fired up. By the way, uh, Brendan, did you see Bill Burr? On Saturday Night Live, on uh... <laughs> some highlights of it for sure. He was he, first of all, he did not pull any punches. But then again, it's Bill Burr. Yeah, <laughs> was oh oh um yeah. Bob, do you see Ken Holland making any more trades or signings? Will we need a uh, top six left wing or a top four lefty? I think there could be a trade. But it's one that has to unfold. I don't think it's one you necessarily pursue at this time. Does that make sense? Like, it's going to be more dependent upon the position that another organization's in. Otherwise, I think the orders might be quiet. 780-496-0063. Bob, you should run orders now from 9 until 2 each day. (laughs) Oh, There's many of you that say we shouldn't have orders now on at all. But thank you, uh, Dave uh, from uh, A-Town. Uh, there you go. Bob, I think the uh, Barry signing is brilliant. It buys us more time to develop Roberg and Bouchard and for Oscar to get healthy. Uh, by the way, I'm not the biggest Bouchard fan. See, and I think it's it's interesting with Bouchard. There are guys that saw him play in the OHL and are like, stop, he's a better defenseman than Adam Boquist. He's going to play. He can transition the puck, can move it up the ice. He's got a shot. Um some of it compared him to Ryan Pollock. 
Ryan Pollock played three years in the minors before the Islanders sort of transitioned him in. I don't think Bouchard will play three. I could see him playing two. Uh, and then here's a wild card for everybody listening to the show. you got to think about this. What about all the guys playing over in Europe that are going to be up and running by the time we come back, whereas some other guys wouldn't have played since August if they're on the NHL team? Just food for thought. Even though it's, you know, uh, yeah. And I realize it's Sweden. And for the record, North American players, if they play in Division One in Sweden, they have to stay and play the season. That's why there's so many guys like a Bouchard not playing in the top league in Sweden. It's a unique sort of tweak that they have in the role. Bob, why on earth would the Oilers ever protect Darnell Nurse? Trade him, and others might bite. Can I can I tell you something? Everyone's entitled entitled to their experience, uh, own opinions. I think you're crazy if you trade Darnell Nurse. It's pretty good defense, but especially since you don't know 100% where we're at with Oscar Clefbaum. Just don't get that perspective at all. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Oilers Now today. Coming up tomorrow, some have called it train wreck Thursday. Others have called it truculent Thursday. Others have suggested it's traditionally our best show of the week. For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. Sportsnet color analyst, Louis DeBrusque. Edmonton sporting icon, George LaRock. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Jet Afternoons with Jalen and I. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.